Drinkers, what up? All right, if you have sensitive ears, close them now because holy shit, what a episode, what a fucking episode that we have. I do apologize, but it deserves vulgar language because this, oh, oh my God, this episode was incredible. We have the amazing Jason Charles Miller, J.C. Miller, J.C.M., uh, guys, seriously, he is so incredible. He's a, he's an awesome musician, um, country, country rock musician. Uh, he has been in the band Godhead in the early 2000s, uh, the metal band. He's done metal. He's a voice actor. He's a composer. He's done music for animes, um, voiceover for animes and film and TV. He, Heads of one of the biggest Dungeons and Dragons campaign online. He, this guy, does it all, and we talk all about it. And you know the struggles of doing so much. And honestly, he just this is what he does. It's it was inspiring, and uh, it was a great episode. And I'm not gonna take too much of your time because this is so fantastic. Thank you for everybody that listens, and please uh, follow us, like us, give us five star ratings. Uh, please share us with your friends. Tell people when they say, man, I'm looking for a new podcast. Be like, Music and Brews. If you like to laugh and hear about music, listen to artists and uh, silly lists and two guys, two best buds drinking and talking about their favorite things, uh, this is this is that podcast. And this is a great episode. Um, I swear, every, every week is just so incredible. It's just, I'm loving this. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And please enjoy Jason C. Miller. Let's do it. Oh. Holy hello. shit. Hold on. What up? How's it going, Jason? What's up? How are you? God, you have had... You have the coolest background. I was so gonna say we you, you put us to, to shame. <laughs> well, I got I I I I'm I'm on Twitch like all the time, so I run all my streaming shows from this ah, spot. So I wanted it to look go. good. Yeah, that yes. makes sense. I mean, to be fair, that is right up my alley because like I, I grew up, or like my family's all about hunting and more like rustic stuff. So I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's cool is actually so this is made out of metal. Oh, uh, what? I got it from this guy in uh, in in uh, Utah. Uh, goes by Bowerbird Studios, and he he makes all these metal skulls out of like old pieces of metal and rusts them up wow. and stuff. So I thought it looked really cool for That's the metal. background. That that is <laughs> exactly. <metal. laughs> well, That's awesome, Jason. Thank you for jumping on. We're super pumped and excited to have you on and uh, and be able to just talk to you for a little while. Um, Great. So shall we get it started? Yeah. So since this is music and brews, we used uh, we like to start with the cheers. <laughs> okay. If you got some. well, I I'm, I've got to sing later. I'm actually going to the studio right after this. Ooh, so nice. uh, alcohol dries my throat out. So I'm going to drink I, water. I'm I get sorry. That. I don't mean to be a spoil sport, but you guys can drink all you want. <laughs> I mean, we're offended, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cheers. cheers. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Music and Brews. I am your host, Johnny Varekin, and as always, my co-host, Brian Michael. 
Oh, what up, Johnny? Oh, you know, living the dream. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, <laughs> today, we have an extremely special guest. I have actually been uh, a big fan uh, even before you were even going to be on the podcast. So I'm super excited to have on uh, Mr. Jason Charles Miller. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Man, Abs- so uh, I didn't realize that I knew you before I... Uh, uh, look, looked <laughs> like looked you up and uh, did some research, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this guy's like a legend over here." <laughs> so, cool. what did you know me from? Oh man, like, uh, like, all right. So one thing, might as well just jump right into it, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, your voice acting. Oh my god, like you've done so so much great voice acting and and, and Thanks, games man. and everything. How cool? How do you? Yeah, get it's into crazy, that? right? It's like it's something that became a side job like seventeen years ago. And then along the way, I was looking at my IMDb page the other day and like under the acting tab, I have 127 credits. I was like, what? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Like, I don't even remember being in that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was freaking out because, like, I uh, like well uh, in the voice acting thing. I am a huge fan of anything anime too. So you did, you were like on Attack on Titan, even if it was more on the outskirts roles. But Attack on Titan, Noah Zero, Helsing, and even Avatar. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm even on an anime right now on Netflix called Kuroku's Basketball. I play a high school basketball uh, player. <laughs> I have not watched it yet, but I know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Johnny's super into that. Uh, I am less into that. <laughs> but he's okay. really trying to get me to. He's like, "You got to get into anime, Brian. You'd love it." I'm like, "Okay, I'll okay." Do it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's just there's stories for everybody in there, and there's different. I mean, it's just sort of like at this point, it's an art style, right? So. So, uh, you know, there's really serious stuff, there's fantasy stuff, and right, yeah. there's sci-fi stuff, and everything in between, so. That's cool. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> this is awesome, but we like to get the, the background story, how yeah. you got started and all that, and, and you've been, you've done a lot. Uh, so, so how did you uh, get started in music and stuff? Did, were you raised, uh, you know, with a musical family? Did you... You know, I wasn't, um, but I had the good fortune of, I did have really, you know, supportive parents. And I guess the story goes that when I was five years old, I was on a train with my dad and we went to like the entertainment car and there was a lounge singer in there and he, and uh, he was taking a break and he, I guess he wasn't getting very good reaction from the crowd. So he sort of, uh, like obnoxiously said, well, like, does anybody else want to come up there? And like, I was five years old, so I didn't understand sarcasm. So I was like, I'll <laughs> sing. And apparently, I, <laughs> and apparently I got up there and sang Country Roads by John Denver and like brought the house down. Oh, yeah. So, that, so from that moment, when I saw the reaction of the crowd, that bug just went into my head from like five years old onward. Wait, oh, yeah. so is this you're, you're you're speaking of this like a legend like you don't remember exactly? I, that... I don't remember that at all. The first thing I remember, I do remember six <laughs> years old singing a Beatles song uh, in front of my uh, elementary school like assembly, and I do remember the crowd going nuts and getting. That's when I got the fever, and I never never let it go after that. Oh yeah, I love that. So then, uh, so. Starting with that fever, what kind of uh, started propelling you? So you have done a million different things, which we'll, we're going to touch on. But uh, focusing a little more on the music aspect to start off with, because we need a starting point. So what was the trajectory that kind of started leading you? I know that that uh, like 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 um, 
working with uh, Godhead and everything like that sort, and then kind of moving out of that and moving into, uh, you know, well, first, a variety of things. But what were the steps to start leading you into um, the musicality in that sense, apart from just the, the you're, you're at five and six years old? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, I guess like, um, you know, early on, um, I started writing songs uh, when I, you know, when I was like nine, ten years old. Um, oh, wow. I just always had a um, an, an affinity for performing, and uh, you know, my first success came with a rock band that I started in in college, um, which which is what's morphed into Godhead. But growing up in basically the woods of Virginia, I always had an affinity for country music. It's just yeah. that I wanted to rock, you know? <laughs> and so, uh, and, and we had, Godhead had the good fortune of just, you know, we, we got a record deal and everything sort of took off from there. But when things started to slow down a bit with Godhead, that's when I started releasing solo material that was much more singer songwriter, Americana, country, Southern rock kind of vibe. So like that, that was sort of my musical journey where along the way um, I have, I, I'd like to think I have a good uh, ability to kind of um, be a chameleon when somebody needs something, you know, um, this, during this pandemic, when all of everyone's tour dates got canceled, I got hired by four different um, video game companies to make music for them. And each one was like very different style. Wow. And then I even got hired to sing on a, a Rakuten commercial. Uh, but I'm singing uh, an Elton John song, rocket man. Huh. So like they needed me to sound like Elton John for this thing. So, so um, I think that like my diversity in the sounds that I can create from with my voice and with, and musically have sort of kept me, working and kept me in the game for a really long time but the music that i release as an artist like that's where my heart is you know yeah, like yeah. that's sort of my identity as an artist is what you hear from me when it just has my name on it yeah yeah so that's more like uh like like if you had to choose just one it would be like just your solo stuff all the other mm -hmm. stuff's just yeah. the cherry on top basically <laughs> yeah totally i mean what's crazy is that like so, uh, you know, some people only know me as the video game singer guy because uh, <laughs> I've had a really I've had a, another great fortune of like I, I, I sang on this song called Rules of Nature, which was from um, the Metal Gear Rising series. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I sang the theme. I sang two theme songs to Final Fantasy 14. Yep. And then yep. I just <laughs> have three songs in Cyberpunk 2077 under one of my under one of my side note uh, projects called Resodrone. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a certain, it's like people know me from different circles. Some only know me as a voice actor. Some only know me as the video game singing guy. Some only know me as a country singer. Some only know me as the Godhead guy. And uh, you know, uh, so right. it's, and some only know me as like the Dungeons and Dragons role-playing guy. Uh -huh. uh, so, I don't hide from any of it. Like all of it is me and however you discover me great. And if you find other things about my career that you like, besides what brought you there, uh, I'm, I'm totally for it. I, I'm an open book. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be fair, that I am one of those, like, one aspect, my aspect of knowing you was through Dungeons & Dragons, actually. I'm a huge, huge fan of anything. Uh, uh, in fact, we are starting our own campaign soon with uh, in, in Pathfinder, though. He's convinced me of... to start Pathfinder. Yep. So Okay. Yeah, uh, Pathfinder's a good system, too. Love it. Yeah. Uh, well, real quick, because we're, we're starting to dive in deep, but I want to I want to reel back because you, you had mentioned something that is something that we di- we, we talk about with people all the time, especially in country music. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, back in the day, I used to be a metalhead. Now I do country. Yeah, yeah. I would love to hear like like one. Uh, so uh, sorry. Uh, the the uh, exact question I want to ask is so like uh, why both of those genres? Those are completely distinct genres. Why do you like both of them? What kind of attracts you to each side? And why do you think the general population like in in the country music seems to gravitate to both uh, yeah. both genres? Well, I think there's a familiarity to it. Like to answer your second question first, I think that a lot of people that like metal and also like country, the instrumentation, there's a lot of overlap. Drums, guitar, bass, right? So those three things are going to overlap in both styles. Um, And, you know, then it gets then it gets a little different, uh, obviously, um, uh, with, you know, you know, banjo, fiddle dobro uh more slide stuff um uh lap steel uh pedal steel in in the country um genre but i think that uh there is look i mean i okay so i've got this crazy idea actually and i'll talk about it with you guys right now i'm gonna take a couple of iron maiden songs and uh, take them in an acoustic route and start nice change the key to a more suitable key for me. If you listen to some Iron Maiden lyrics, they're telling just as many detailed stories as a lot of country songs do. Right. Right. Yeah. And so I think that there's something about like getting really specific in metal and telling a specific story. Look at like Queensryche Operation Mindcrime, which was this crazy, uh, you know, concept album from song one to song 20. Uh, I think that like, they take as much meticulous time with their lyrics in metal a lot, a lot do that than also country country writers do. And I think there's like a mutual respect there. And I mean, that's gotta be it. You know, that's just sort of different than mainstream pop music or other styles of music. There's enough crossover to where metal musicians and country musicians actually have a lot more in common than someone else might think. Right. I I also think uh especially with like um you know i read some of your influences like johnny cash and and uh and like those outlaw country guys which i mean they're straight up just both outlaws i mean they they don't give a fuck they do (laughs) they write (laughs) they write what they want to um and it's true it's the three chords and the truth you know uh and 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 it's same with metal guys you know it's it's the same like against the the mainstream which is right i mean outlaw is is yeah it's all about against the mainstream against the man and i mean metal is the same way it's like it's it's we with metal you know metal fans have this sort of anger inside them that they can't quite get out so it's like listening to metal sort of calms the calms the beast right it's oh, like yeah. music soothes with the savage beast so as metal fans it's like there's there's nothing more i want to do sometimes and just like blast something just ridiculous to just sort of get get myself focused oh yeah i love that yeah i grew up with metal 
I, I got I got progressively <laughs> angrier all the way, and I was like cattle decapitation. <laughs> and then at some point, I was. And uh, that's I, a little too angry. For I me. know. And then I reversed all the way back to country. <laughs> I went angry as possible, and then back. <laughs> well, it's funny because my head engineer at my recording studio. So I own a, a commercial recording studio, and um. I think we were, and so we do a lot of different jobs. Like we'll do music jobs, but we'll also do, um, because we're in, uh, we're in North Hollywood, we record a lot of voiceover for video games and commercials and cartoons. Oh, nice. And I remember telling um, my head engineer one time, I was like, Hey man, you probably shouldn't. I'm just, you know, Hey, I'm, we're cool. And I got nothing against this, but you probably shouldn't wear a cannibal corpse t-shirt when we have like corporate people here, I'm just <laughs> thinking out loud here, you know. Um, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're probably right." Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are pretty intense shirts. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, awesome, Brad. Do you want to continue? I, I know you definitely got some questions for him while we're still in this um, uh, realm before we dive in more into the man. Uh, scoring, which I will start coming in there just for my. For my personal uh, interest, uh, when so Godhead, you guys were signed by Marilyn Manson's label. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's super cool. And you had to tour some awesome people, one of which was Guar. Is that true? You toured with Guar? Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. That actually made us way stronger as a band. Oh, really? Oh, why is that? So, yeah. Because here's the deal. So when you tour with Guar... Guar's fans do not care who you are. Yeah. That's You're right. not Guar. <laughs> so they will throw things at you. They will, they will, they will no yell way. at you. They'll flip the bird. Oh, dude, every night we had stuff thrown at us. Wow. Uh, one time a full pitcher of beer went through our drummer's uh, uh, bass drum. <laughs> and we usually collected at least $3 in change from like people whipping quarters and dimes and pennies and nickels at us. Yeah. Oh my God. But we said to ourselves, if we get through this, we'll get through anything. And that was actually before we got our big record deal. And so, um, you know, that, that kept us going and, and motivated us to, to, to keep moving. That's cool. I mean, I, I, I feel like you are definitely, that is like the, the actual embodiment of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was yeah. like, if, if you're getting thrown pitchers of beer, that could easily kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, probably could. I mean, you know, hitting the wrong in the right spot. <laughs> At least then you'd have the beer to help with that. But <laughs> right. So, um, so when you did decide to go solo, was that um, what? Uh, like, what was the? Um, how do I? How do I say this? You know where I'm going with this, Johnny? I know exactly where you're going. Do um, you want me to ask it for him? <laughs> Yeah, elaborate. This is how we do it. I start a question and he finishes. It. Yeah. Uh, no. So what was uh, so what was the apart from the reasoning? I mean, you spoke a little bit about you know loving to dive into your own music, and this is a lot of uh, about who you are and kind of this is your voice. So what was the steps that finally kind of made you to start branching out and doing yeah. your own your own music? Well, okay. So yeah. So things started to slow down with Godhead because um, after we were um, on Post Human Records. Uh, and and did you know and toured with like you know Disturbed and Lincoln Park and wow. we did the Ozfest and oh, pl- yeah. toured with Rammstein. Um, then when uh, that label folded, we had we put out three more records after that, but they were all with labels that weren't 
as big or weren't as organized. So it's so important to have your behind the scenes team working for you. You could make the most artistic album ever. You could make like what you think is like, you know, as an artist, your, your, your best piece of work. But if your marketing team's not working right, or, or like someone isn't, if someone's asleep on the wheel on that side, it's so much harder for people to hear the music. And so we were getting frustrated with, we thought we were doing our best work, but yet commercially they were getting less and less successful. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we just kind of got demoralized and I started writing on my own and started putting things out that I wanted to be completely separate from Godhead. What I didn't want to do is I saw other friends of mine in the industry that would be like, Hey, check out my brand new band. It sounds just like my old band or check out. Here's my solo record. Sounds just like my band. I wanted to do something that was inspiring to me. That was fresh to me as a, as an artist and, that just showed a different side of myself um, because I didn't want to stop. And so, um, and so that it, it happened over the course of many years, just slowly started, started happening. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. So then you, uh, so it's super interesting because now you're coming into this more outlaw country and, and coming into this kind of uh, arena. How do you feel like, like we're, the right way to put this would be so your music, apart from being incredible, trust me, I li was listening to it uh, for the last month as I prepared for this, and I was just like, "Yep." <laughs> at this point, I'm just loving this, uh, awesome. and it's and it's just so. Um, I mean, it has that same vibe of like like aggressive in terms of, yeah, yeah. of you know the music, but you know, so country, and it's just very different than what the the landscape of country is right now. How do you feel you're fitting into this kind of uh, into this genre? where everything is right now with compared to what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not going to put out anything that isn't authentically me, right? Yeah. And so um, if I don't fit exactly in, you know, that's okay to me because I would rather like look back on my uh, body of work and be proud of all of it than be like, oh, well, there's the album where I was trying to get on the radio or whatever, you know, that, you know yeah. I, I, I would, I would, I want to, I need to sleep at night. You know what I mean? So I, I'm always going to do things that are authentically me. And um, I know that like rock fans like it. I know that country fans like it. And I know it doesn't fit in with, you know, let's face it, the Florida Georgia lines of the world, but I'm not trying to, yeah. I'm just trying to be myself. And um, you know, I mean, luckily there's a lot of people, a lot of my um compatriots i guess uh in and a lot of my peers in the industry are have been really supportive and and so um you know i feel like i'm going down the right path i just have to continue to be me and continue to put music out yeah that. yeah that's all you can do and i think and i think people are actually craving that again i think yeah. um i mean i don't know personally <laughs> they're getting a little <laughs> tired of the uh the poppiness in country the and people. commercialness. And I, and I think both will always, I think it'll always exist, but I think people are craving, you know, you bands come out, um, you know, like, like Eric church is, has always been a little bit outlawish, uh, brothers, yeah. brothers Osborne, which I mean, they just solo <laughs> all the time and they're just jam band. And well, Eric church's guitar player driver is a really good friend of mine. And we write together a lot. Oh, awesome. so I feel like there's, there are people that, um, 
I'm like, I write with, um, Charlie star from blackberry smoke. Oh, um, nice. Love it. Um, actually the song that, um, I co-wrote with him and Ricky Metlock from Leonard Skinner, which ended up on my last record called old scarecrow. It's oh, wow. on their new record. Oh, it's coming wow. out in May. Wow. So like their version of it, it's coming out. So that's exciting for me that I have a, a little co-writing credit on a blackberry smoke album. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> this, this feels like a good place to ask this. Cause I, I have a question. <clears throat> So we we work a lot with or what we we interview a lot with people that are you know they they write a lot but and they're working being creative but also they have you know jobs day jobs that they have to be working around so they kind of get burnt out before even being able to write. You are in the in a nice position where you're working in all these different creative outlets. And uh, and it's very unique for us to, to to talk to somebody like that. And I'd love to ask. So w- with your creative outlets, so you know you're composing, you're writing, you have your band, you have your artistry, you're doing all these things as well as doing like uh, running a D and D campaign, things of that sort, <laughs> which uh, which I I know very well is a very hugely creative output. Do you ever get creatively? Uh, um, it's uh, drained. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I, I was gonna say stagnant, but that's not the right word. Like, like drained through all these different outlets. I get physically drained, but I really don't get creatively drained. And here's why: because I will jump because of what you just described. Like any, any. I, I, I feel very grateful and thankful that, like, you know, on any given day, I could be working on a voiceover um, job, then uh, working on a composing job. Then I'm uh, I have my songwriting show on Twitch uh, on every Tuesday. I did that today. Um, then uh, you know I, I maybe I'm on the road for a couple of weeks. That was like uh, you know about a year ago. How did that go? Like I think that I think the jumping around really like keeps me keeps me fresh. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and well, then I guess this leads into a, into the other question I didn't think of until right now, which is how do you keep everything straight? It, like, how Dude. do you are you able to pull from the different things that you need to fulfill yeah, the yeah. roles that you are doing? Like flip a switch. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough. I mean, you should see my Google calendar. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like after this, I've got to go. Um, I'm I'm. Because my studio is booked right now, and luckily I have employees that are awesome that, that, you know, so I don't have to go in and engineer as well, but my studio is booked right now on a, um, on an anime project from like 10 AM to 7 PM. So I'm going in at eight to work on a song that I got hired to do for a video game. So I'm working from like eight to 2 AM leaving uh coming back home waking up in the morning working here while they're working there so so yeah i've got to i've got to uh schedule out every single moment of my day or or it just doesn't work you know and then and then if one of my dogs takes an extra 10 minutes (laughs) to take a dump in the morning (laughs) my whole day is screwed (laughs) believe me just find a place. Shit. Let's go. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I deal with Dog that. owners, I'm sure, will relate with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have three. So okay. I I very much relate to that. And you're just like, I have two dogs that are like, they go out, they do their business immediately. They are efficient. 
They're the ones that I trained from birth. <laughs> I was like, that's I'm great. training you to it. And then we have one that's a stray that we picked up that I stand there. And I'm like, if you don't shit out here right now, I know you're going to take a dump in the house. So I need you to. Right. I need you to do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, all good. All right. So I just have a, I guess, technical question. We like to get uh, nerdy into music, too. Um, so I wanted to write it down before I forgot. Um, so when someone hires you, for example, to do a song for an anime, to do a score or whatever, is there, um, man, and this would be hard for me because the way I work creative, uh, creatively, creativity, 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 (laughs) (laughs) the way I work is it's like, I have to be feeling it. I have to like, like I can't force myself to do it, but like I assume when someone says, "Hey, we need you to do this," I'm sure there's a timeline or something, right? Are, Absolutely, are yeah. So, well, first of all, I try to give myself more time than I think I need, so that I have, if I do have those moments of a creative block or something, I've got time to work through it. But I've gotten really efficient at like when I have a deadline, um, of just making it happen uh you, you, you like your fight or flight instinct kicks in and you're like am i gonna play a d chord there i guess i'm gonna play a d chord you know you have to make like quick decisions yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes um huh. last year i did a, a whole score almost an hour's worth of music for my friends on the critical role channel they did it an old west I, rpg yeah. i'm so called, excited to get into this <laughs> called undeadwood yep. and you know i've re- i wrote the theme songs to to critical role um but they're doing an old old west uh fighting zombies in the old west and they reached out to me and they're like hey um we're doing this we're doing this rpg show and to be honest like we thought we would just use some library music and put that underneath but you know what? It's not working. And we realized that like you, I mean, I've known those guys for years, but I remember like one of their producers was like, um, you know, JCM was probably born to make this music for you. <laughs> so, but I had very little time. So like they had already shot episode, they had already shot everything and they had already edited episodes like one, two, and three. And I had like two weeks to get all the music ready for episode one. And then as they were airing, then I'm writing the music to go along with it. Uh, so, but I just was so determined to make sure that um, it was the best that it could be that, you know, you just, I'm, I think that I spent a lot of my time um, reacting to things and then finding a way to make that work. Like once I have the determination to, I've made up my mind that this problem has to be solved then you just work at it, find whatever means you have to make to make that problem uh, go away and, and to solve that problem. Um, and and I, I wish I could explain it clearer, but that's kind of, I guess, yeah. the best way I can describe I it. When it. I'm given a job or, you know, an assignment and I know that, um, you know, there's a there's a time limit on it, um, you something inside you will focus you to do it yeah 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 it's it's like the deadline makes you work 
makes you yeah it forces yeah. you to, to to do it which is mm -hmm. cool that's yeah that's what we need johnny we need deadlines i know <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll put some deadline on us so right, worry. Yeah. uh well since we're already on the topic i wanted to talk about this so much because uh in fact i just started watching uh undeadwood i i mostly have been watching uh, uh d20 and anything of that sort and then coming over here i was watching critical role but now i, I dove into this and uh, this is incredibly unique and i'm curious to, to hear it because this isn't exactly the easiest composition job i was like like thinking about it because it's an rpg so it's not like real a... quick johnny went to school for this yeah. <laughs> oh composition yeah i yeah, said a composition. Super oh, wow. okay. so <laughs> i'm super into it this is what i'm like oh my god um what was it like? So you were definitely under the gun. So I, you, and you know, and, and thankfully you have a setting to work with that is very, very unique. It's like you know, Deadwood. It's a you know, it's a western. You kind of have a your guide. But how yeah. was it having to write basically a score to a RPG rather than just a theme? Here's the thing: the cues are incredibly long. Like one of my cues is like seven minutes long yeah. because so I took it more as like writing a complete song instrumentally. Uh, so I looked at it as like pieces that were five, six, seven minutes long rather than, you know, you might write a cue that's 30 seconds for some, for a regular TV show. And um, I just kept adding layers and layers and layers. And like, um, it's funny because, one of my favorite bands is the cure. And I remember listening to their album disintegration. And some of those songs are really long on that album too, because they might, they might do a whole uh, section and then they go back to that section again and add like two more instruments to it that are weaving around the original melody. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of that uh, with Undeadwood to, to keep it interesting, but also to, go along on these really long scenes together. Um, and what's cool is actually on my album that comes out March 26th. I don't know if this airs before or after that, but if after that's great, cause it's out uh, my new album. The last song on the album is called never turning back. And it's from one of the songs that I wrote for undeadwood. Oh, it's cool. in episode four as an instrumental, yeah. but I wrote, lyrics and a melody to it and i recorded that and so that i'm putting that out as like a, a bonus track so if people know and like the undeadwood soundtrack they'll know that song and then hear it with with lyrics i love that uh first i want to say really quick for anybody that doesn't know i think i don't know if we've talked about it but a cue uh which was jason was talking about is basically a song within a score a score mm -hmm. is the entirety of the of like the soundtrack of, of the musical soundtrack, the cue is the uh, individual songs. Yeah, just to make sure we did a clear. list on that, didn't we? I think we did, but I always like to make sure it's yeah, yeah. clear because somebody's like <laughs> a cue. Well, you know, a cue you think like a, a moment, whereas uh, right, right, like right. a thing that caused it. Whereas a cue here is like the song. But um, right, so that's cool. So, oh, go ahead. So, so I was actually <laughs> going to ask about how you how you. Uh, you pulled an idea from like the cure and stuff. So one of my favorite producers, um, it, it, it's, he's a pop producer, but take a shot. <laughs> I know is Max Martin who, um, sure. It just seems like <laughs> I kind of, I mean, he has more number, more number one hits than anyone except for Paul McCartney and jo John Lennon. So <laughs> he's gotta be doing something. Uh, but, but right. one thing that he talks about is having a, um, uh, People say that he's really uh, 
like uh, formulaic for formulaic but he he likes to argue that by saying it's it's not really that it's that i have a a toolbox and then i i can pull from that toolbox whenever i'm stuck or whatever is that something that you can relate to because it kind of sounds like you did that like with the cure and, and i guess so yeah and then i also you know i brought in like and I, I played a lot of the instruments myself, but I brought in um, this great instrumentalist named Adam Hall, who plays dobro and banjo. And then I brought in um, uh, this great violinist named um, Aubrey Richmond, who's in Shooter Jennings' band. Oh. Um, and to have those two on top of some of these songs gives it their own its own unique flavor and its own unique direction. And when you have musicians that are that good, um and and you and you just let them go and do their thing and then yeah. comp it later or whatever you know that really like brings a whole nother element to it and uh can certainly bring a uniqueness to it that maybe i'm not even thinking about so like mm -hmm. there's a song on that soundtrack called the duel and that's the one that's like seven minutes long and i wrote a melody specifically for aubrey to play but then i was like i want you to play this up until here and then at this mark i just want you to jam like do what you're gonna do yeah. and then that brought a completely different dynamic to that section of it um and uh and definitely helped me do my job better i love that yeah uh a quick question then because you spoke about a lot of people doing like bringing so many people in so that's a lot of live instruments that you're recording uh do you generally both for this and for any other score that you write do you generally do mostly live instruments and recording those or do you use any uh plugins and systems this is getting a little more technical but do you tend to uh like if you were like do you use any of those like plugins and any of those kind of systems well, everybody's going to turn off the interview now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I know we just got nerdy. Yeah, let's get nerdy. Like, uh, like Omnisphere is my go-to for oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. like creating a an atmosphere, and then um, uh, I love the Albion. Um, I think it's called Orchestra One. Uh, their samples on there are great. So yeah, I know I use plugins. I'll program drums. When I do my stuff as an artist, I like to use all live musicians. And in fact, when I can, I like to record everybody at the same time oh, nice. when it's a, when it's appropriate and affordable oh, when I'm scoring, or if I'm doing a quick song for a TV show or something, or a quick song for a video game, a lot of times the percussion I'll program it, but I'll program it from scratch. You know, I don't, I don't really, I don't use, I don't buy loops or anything. I just make my own. I make my own beats and right. uh, being around drummers for so long, knowing what they would play. And, uh, and yeah, so um, superior drummer is another, is another great uh, plugin I'd like to use, but I don't use any of their pre-programmed stuff. I just, I just start it from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, always a curiosity because uh we use well as composers you, you like any composer listening always knows that you kind of have to have those in your pocket but some people yeah. are i know people that are like i only strictly use apart from you know maybe like reverbs and things of that sort of course but uh being like live instruments that's what i like and that's what i like to use so i was curious yeah no and i have friends that do i have other composer friends that only they'll they'll compose electronically and then they'll replace everything with uh oh, yeah oh. with a with a live player and it, it just really depends on the budget of the project and everything else yeah that's true that makes sense yeah, it's faster to just program it <laughs> um so uh some of the so my uh, i'm kind of switching here my uh i always thought no 
one I'm of not the, okay with the switch. Not okay. <laughs> Fine. Uh, one of my uh, I've always thought, man, one of the greatest gigs has got to be voice acting. Like to just go in the studio, read some lines, and uh, and get a paycheck. <laughs> is it? It's is a great. It, is great. it like that? Is it really great? Or <laughs> yeah, it's really it's it's awesome. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, and I've I've had you know, I. It's funny because you said you're looking me up. I kind of consider my, I, I like to joke around and I say that I'm the Clint Howard of voice acting and Clint Howard is Ron Howard's brother. Oh. And if you looked up Clint <laughs> Howard, you're like, yeah, that guy's been in everything, but he's always like in one episode of this or like uh. the guy who's in one scene in this movie. Like that's me when it comes to voice acting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, but I, I love it because it keeps me working. People always, there's one director that always calls me his Swiss army knife because he'll bring me in and I'll be seven characters for him. Just like, uh, uh, you know, rattling them off. I mean, I've had, I've had lead roles, uh, and, and hopefully still will in the future, but more often than not, I get called in to do like seven ancillary characters or like, Hey, you're going to be in this for four episodes, or you're going to be the bad guy of this one episode. I mean, in avatar, the last airbender, I'm in six episodes and in, in four of them, I'm just the bad guy of that specific episode. Uh, and then in two, I, I had a little bit of an arc. I was long fangs assistant that hypnotized everyone. Yep. If you ever saw that, um, where there was like a whole arc where he's hypnotizing everyone. And I'm the one that's like, there is no war in Ba Sing Se. I know exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. I just got chills <laughs> yeah, because man. I know exactly who I am a big that's fan. Cool. Sorry. That's cool. But I will say this, this summer I had a dream role. Um, it was uh, in the video game world of warships. Uh, I actually got, they did a crossover with Transformers and I was actually Optimus Prime. Whoa. So nice. Oh my add God. Optimus Prime to me. <laughs> my gosh, there's more to you than meets the eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I, then out of curiosity, I just thought of this. What is the, so you, that was a dream role. What is a role that you're like, man, this role, this is what I would love to do? Like, like uh, one character that you know of that you are like, I would love to voice this character. Oh, um, probably Gandalf. Oh, that'd you know, be like awesome. If, hey, I mean, you got the look. Oh, yeah, I got the look. You got already. the beard for it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, remove maybe remove the tattoos unless we're going that way. But <laughs> modern right. day Gandalf, Me- metal Gandalf, metal Gandalf. There we I go. Mean, Gandalf's pretty metal. Oh, definitely. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. No, that that was a fun one. I wanted to ask because I was like, <laughs> I would if you if I had oh. that kind of a, a job, I'd be like, this is the character I want. Right. Yeah. So, uh, did you like, like I know you you lead your the the D and D game online, and and it, and it sounds like you're into this stuff already. Did it? Uh, did you kind of look for this <laughs> to be in, in in like the voice actor for animation to do the music for it and stuff? Did it yeah, find the you? voice acting thing? I definitely um, pursued it with you know being a professional D and D player like that just sort of happened around all of us. Right. Like no one thought that was going to be a job. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you go on, if you go on Amazon prime, the show that I did for geek and sundry is now on Amazon prime. It's uh, called starter, starter kit. And, yeah. And uh, it's crazy. You can watch it on Amazon now, which is like a cool step up 
cool credit for me. Right now, I'm running a campaign for um, for Luke Gygax, the son of Gary Gygax, who's the co-creator of Dungeons and & Dragons. And uh, that's every Saturday um, on the GaryCon uh, Twitch channel. And then I'm, I am in uh, starting tomorrow. I don't know when this airs, but are we live? I can't remember. We are not live. <laughs> not live. <laughs> okay. Um, start, uh, yeah, starting tomorrow, I'm on, uh, on Pixel Circus, which is where a lot of uh, people from Geek and Sundry ended up. I'm doing a show. I'm I'm a player, not a not a dungeon master for that one. But yeah, I mean, I'm keeping I'm keeping busy and um and loving it. And you know, it's from when I started doing music, like with Felicia Day for her Geek and Sundry channel, to today. You know, between then and now, like being a professional Dungeons and Dragons player didn't exist. So the fact that I get paid to play D and D is just still kind of the weirdest thing ever. I know. Jelly. I'm yeah, jelly. right. <laughs> uh, it's like a dream. Well, I have a I have a I have an actual question that I want to ask that that's per- pertaining to uh to everything we're talking about. But really quick, your character, what are you on this next one that you're playing? <laughs> well, on the next one, so it's actually it's called uh Dogwoods and Dust Bowls and she want and uh Rachel Seely's the DM and she wanted to do a uh almost like an old west theme so i'm playing a uh, reverend wendell Thede. nice <laughs> so it's like it's 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 dungeons and dragons in the south so i'm playing a cleric who is uh uh who wow. worships the god of death merkel so. yes <laughs> oh i love it that makes me so happy so i had to ask that because i'm like oh what are you gonna play i've leaned into playing clerics because that's always what's needed yep right uh, I mean, I love playing warriors. I love playing uh, rogues, but uh, a cleric or a druid is always going to be needed in the party. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's not the most glamorous, but it can be a lot of fun. Yeah. I had a, do, do you do all the voices too when you're, when you're in there? Yeah. Like I'll pick a voice for the character. And then what was funny is the, th- the, the, um, the March to Gaxmore, the one I was doing this weekend, I was playing, uh, you know, when I'm the dungeon master, I, I, I kind of assign a, a voice to every every NPC, and I was sort of having a conversation with myself because the wizard of Vander is very strict, but he's very angry at his son. Who wants to be a bard? I don't want to be a wizard, father. <laughs> and so I had to actually have a conversation with myself. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Those are fun moments. Yeah. <laughs> Right now, we, we well, when we're about to start ours, we had a funny moment where he was like, so, you know, there's the race android in Pathfinder. And I, I don't know if it's in D&D, but uh, there's the android race. He's like, I want to be this. I was like, what the fuck? But uh, but I made him a paladin, and he's created by the gods. He's a, a paladin android. I was like, ha I got your way of doing this. So There uh, you go. It's That's a fun funny. thing. It's fun to be able to do those things, but... Uh, all right, well, let's take it back to music because I want to. I want to dive in. Uh, you know, yeah. this is music and yeah. bruise, not D and I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, so you are releasing a new album. When did you say? The twenty sixth, March twenty sixth. So just in a few weeks. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and we're gonna probably end up. We're gonna probably end up releasing this album kind of in in in. Uh, you mean this podcast? All right. What did I say? 
this album album <laughs> yeah we're creating an album. uh this uh, uh this it's a album, concept album. Yeah, it's a concept album it's just a bunch of interviews <laughs> it's just interview. that all end up at the same time yeah. uh no this uh episode in congruency with your with your album but so yeah, so then i'm assuming that your your newest single uh better late than never is a uh, part of that that album it is yeah mm-hmm. well, talk to me a little bit about that like that song phenomenal song Oh, yeah, thank you. It's super pump up too. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a pump like all up your one music for is. sure. <laughs> I wrote it with Jonathan Tyler, who you might know as a solo artist, and he's also in Nikki Lane's band. Um, he's more in the Americana um, realm, but he's very well known in that in that circle. He was living in LA for like half a year, and we got together. Uh, and wrote that song then. And and I had recorded it for the last album. Um, And what happened was, so my last album, I was signed to Sony New York and I wrote like 45 songs for the album and you only pick 11. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, I was like, I have all these great songs that like I truly believe in, but either it didn't fit creatively with the theme of the last album or I played the song and my A&R guy at the time, like was in a bad mood or just ate like a bad burger or something. He's like, no, I don't want you to do this one. You know, it sucks when you're, when, when, you know, your creative sort of outlet is then governed by someone who may or may not know what to do with you or, or may or may not agree with what you think is your favorite song. So the fact that I launched my own label now, you know, it sinks or swims with me. So I, I, I put out what I want to put out because what's the point, what's the point if, if, if you can make the decisions. So um, the song is funny. The song is about getting ghosted, which I figure anyone can relate to Um, (laughs) that, you know, you know, the relationship's over and um, you know, it's not even about uh, wanting to get back together with the person. It's just like wanting to know why that they ghosted you, (laughs) you know? And I figured that people could, could certainly uh, have had one or two of those experiences in their lives. Oh yeah. Yeah. I never have. I'm too beautiful. Nobody ever wants to ghost me. (laughs) (laughs) They just never start. God, I'm the worst. Damn Johnny. Uh, well, talk to us a little bit more. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the single's phenomenal, and yeah, it's it really is just one of those that I listen to, and also one of your other big hits, which is the uh, hundred pound hammer. Oh, and I just I am like, holy shit, these are good. Uh, yeah. and the in you. your the, well, in the album you're releasing, then, like, what is uh, like, what did like, what are some of the concepts that came behind it? Is there any concept? Is it more just a a kind of a mishmash of a lot of uh, the songs and experiences that you've had, or or is there more of a con- uh, continu- um, continuity to it? Well, it's a combination of of both. So it's some songs that I had written before. That's why I call it from the wreckage because it's almost like some of these songs I pulled out of the wreckage that oh, uh, nice. that Great you know name. someone yeah, else didn't it. like, but I always believed in. Right, and yeah. so it's I'm calling it from the wreckage part one and part two. So there's seven song albums each. Uh, and one comes out in March and one comes out in October. And I split it up because, you know, with COVID, we just had, here's where the non-artist side of me comes in. We just had no idea, still really don't, when touring's going to come back full force, right? Yeah. Like we think it'll probably come back by quarter four, but we're not sure. Um, you know, we hope that it does. 
And so I didn't want to wait too long or wait for COVID to be over, whatever that means now, Yeah, you know, uh, before I released stuff. So I'm putting out 14 songs this year. And then in 2022, I'm already halfway done recording the album I'm going to put out then. So I just want to continue to put out songs that, you know, are, are authentically and, and, um, you know, undeniably me and, and fit with my personality and my, you know, uh, my voice as an artist and, um, to just keep, keep things, uh, keep things fresh for everybody. So, yeah. A quick question that, oh, so I know we're, we're starting to move towards the end. I know you definitely need to, to get going soon yep, to, yep. to record, but so I have a question that pertains to that because you are talking now about like, so what I think two years ago is in the wastelands, right? In mm-hmm. 2018. Now you're releasing an album now. And then you're already ready to release an album in two in, in, in the next year. Well, you had kind of a hiatus between that natural born killer and in the wasteland. I mean, almost seven, six, seven years, um, um, six years. Yeah. Basically what happened was I, so it felt long. I mean, it's, it was longer than I thought it was going to be because in 2016 is when I signed with century media records oh. and then they got bought by Sony um, and I spent all of 2017 uh, working on the album that they then released in July of 2018. So like it, fe- and I had, I was touring on natural born killer till about 2014. So it only felt like a little two year thing. Um, and I, I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had with is like what I was talking about with Godhead, where he, we, we wanted to make sure that our behind the scenes team was all put together and so, uh, so it was an unplanned hiatus, but it didn't yeah. feel like it at the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flies by. I mean, that may, yeah, time, uh, time. That's <laughs> waste um, for no man. Can I, can I ask again just a personal question about sure. uh, music? Uh, what if he was to just say no? <laughs> what if? <laughs> what kind like, of nah. shampoo do you use? <laughs> what if it was like, <laughs> does uh, uh, so what is like the difference? you can explain to me and also our listeners about like a, like Sony is a major label uh, versus like uh, smaller labels. Like as far as what you could do, what they do for you. Uh, what well, that's that like? a thing, you know, it, every individual has their own story. Mm, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could be signed to the same label as Taylor Swift, but they're going to do a lot more for Taylor Swift than they do for me. Right. right? And so there's just no guarantee of anything. So if you are an artist thinking that getting the record deal is the thing that's going to um, change your life now more than ever, it's just not going to, there's gotta be an angle for people to find you other than the traditional means, because the traditional means seem to uh, be less effective every day. Yeah. Um, so uh, my path, to um, working in the industry, I think is totally different than someone who's just starting and, and totally different than someone who started five years after me or five years before, before I did too. So sorry to be sort of nebulous about it. (laughs) No, that's something we talk about all the time where like, man, I read a story of, I forgot who it was, some seventies rock band where they were, 
they were like playing in a bar and a guy from a label just walked in and was like, we want to sign you and then sign them. And I'm like, there's no way in the world anything like that would happen today. Like you got to have no. a social media following and you have to have YouTube videos. And it's just like a whole different landscape than it was. Yeah, you got it. And, you know, now it's like TikTok is just like, oh, God, another one, you know, like, just, <laughs> like what social media uh, do we have to do we have to um, conquer this year? You know, next I year know. it'll be something else. Seriously. Uh, I will say this, though. I appreciate your NASA T-shirt. Oh yeah, there we go. Because um, I actually narrate. So back to voiceover, just for just a second, yeah, I narrated a video for NASA. Oh no way! What? Um, it's called <laughs> Bennu's Journey, and uh, it plays at the Goddard Space Center, but it's also on YouTube on the 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 NASA Goddard YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, but the great thing is now, no matter what, like I could I could be like eighty years old at a bar somewhere and be like, yeah. I used to work for NASA and I wouldn't be lying. <laughs> I mean, technically <laughs> you worked for NASA. Right. Wouldn't that just be like there. the most baller thing? Like, like, like just, that is such a great credit is being like, working yeah, I worked for NASA. I mean, no, I was, I was that. doing voiceover, but I worked, for them. <laughs> yeah, but I did work for NASA. <laughs> ben, Bennu's Jersey. Is that a, I mean, Bennu's journey, journey. Bennu's journey. It's Bennu's about, journey. it's about an asteroid. It's, it's about an a satellite asteroid, right? that they sent to the asteroid Bennu. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah. That's cool. I'm a, I'm a space nerd. John, John, you guys like yeah, look it up, and it's very it's super fun. So I had to get like wait, you know, I got very calm, and you you can tell my I'm pretty amped when I'm just normally talking, but but you know when I when I'm doing voiceover, it's like space, home to millions of stars. Oh yeah, and millions of worlds. You know, it's very like almost like Carl Sagan. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Three. Oh, I can't wait to look that I up. Love that. Oh yeah, I, I know for a fact that the moment <laughs> we get off this off the, the interview, he will be looking that up. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, so one more quick question about your your voiceover acting because that's something again I, I find fascinating. I also noticed that like there are a lot of voice actors. I mean, there's sorry, the opposite. There are not a lot of voice actors because they kind of do everything. You have like uh, a couple of the main ones, and they voice pretty much across sure. the board over everybody. And so like, it yeah. seems like an exclusive group. Um, and, and to like, it, you just kind of have to find tons of voices. Is that something that kind of came naturally or are you, is it something you're constantly working on? Like how do I constantly working on it? I like um, that question. Even, even last year I did a course with, um, Bob Bergen, who's the voice of Porky Pig and, da and Daffy oh, Duck. Wow. Um, you know, it's like there's, and I've been, I've been in the business for 17 years and there's no shame in still just continuing to work on your craft and finding ways because we get auditions sent to us almost every day, but, um, oh, wow. you know, if you have an agent, but it's still, you're still going up against hundreds of people. Yeah. So, uh, the group has gotten very, very big and the secrets out that it's a cool job. So more <laughs> yeah, and more yeah. people want to do it every day. But it's very, the longer you're in it, the more opportunities open up for you and the more and the better chance you have as long as you're, as long as you're good and continuing to, uh, to improve on it. Absolutely. But I'll always be a musician and a singer first. I mean, that's just like in my heart more than anything. So yeah. um, I think it's what, I think the balance of, of both of those careers are really what, what keep me, um, balanced and centered and 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 a happy person 
I love that. I mean, th- that is I, – I, I just always feel like that's kind of one of the toughest things, and both toughest and, like – okay, so for somebody that's – so for you, you're actively doing these things, and you're, you're – you know, you're getting monetary value out of them as well, which is phenomenal, but you're actively doing all of these things. For anybody that is not – uh, you know, we're working day jobs and things of that sort, which uh, the, the the point I'm getting at is, you know, the hardest part about that is uh, I'm going to use myself as, as an example. I want to be a composer, want to do all these things. But shit, I also love doing uh, D&D and doing that. And then I love voiceovers. I love writing. And, and it's just it's, it's such an interesting thing. And I'd love to hear your input on it on when you have so many creative outlooks and and so many uh, or outputs part of me and and trying to figure out what to go to and what to use i mean like like how do you kind of focus that and narrow that down and kind of be able to or or should we use it all or or narrow I down mean, and pinpoint i would say concentrate on like yeah. the ones that you love the most and if other opportunities show up for you in the other categories great but like if you want to be a composer concentrate make that the the primary focus in your in your spare time you know in the time that you have or you got to create the time for it you know and also ask yourself you know am i am i always creating more media than i am consuming because if you're a creator you really want to discipline yourself to be like no i'm not gonna play um i'm not gonna play rocket league for eight hours i'm gonna i'm gonna make (laughs) songs that i think could get placed in the game you know i'm gonna i'm and it's look it's hard for all of us because entertainment is so easy for us to consume and so easy for us to get uh wrapped up in but you just got to remember if that's really what you want your job to be you got to tell yourself that's my job that's what i'm what i'm gonna do i'm a composer make sure that you're that you're that you're balancing your time accordingly would be my my suggestion man i've had a lot of great takeaways in this fuck that's a I good know. one that's, that's the, i think one. i think unless there's anything that you really want to ask well that's the, that's i'd the like to takeaway. ask uh <laughs> we'll, we'll finish it up by talk by talking about um you know like what's coming up i like like we said we know that uh we don't know when touring's gonna happen do you ha- are you like pre-planning when it does open like this is what we're doing um, i mean kind of like i'm on i'm on i'm on the schedule for the muddy roots festival at the end of august in tennessee awesome uh, it's just it's that weekend that of august that goes into september but um you know i, I don't know i feel like i'm crossing my fingers like 50 50 and then if that's if that's on, but like some other states aren't on yet, like how do I get there? How do I tour there without playing any shows? And then do I fly in, take my band there? So, so yeah, I mean, like uh, the Muddy Roots Festival is the first thing that I'm officially scheduled on, but that's really only because it was rescheduled from last year. Oh, so yeah. they took all the acts that were scheduled on it in 2020 and just put it on 2021. Right. So. I'm pre-planning as loosely as I can, but you know, it's going to have to be a few more months before we really know. Yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, you're doing uh, like uh, live shows, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I do right now I do three music shows a week on Twitch. So I have my own Twitch channel, which is Jason Charles Miller. Huh? Mondays and Wednesdays. So Mondays is called Miller's Music Mondays, and I always have a different guest on the show. So I've and uh, 
I've had some really great guests. So I run it like a songwriter round. We go back and forth. Oh, fun. So I've had like Ellis Hall from um, from uh, Tower of Power. I've had uh, oh, uh, Dwayne Betts from the Almond Betts Band. Uh, I've had a lot of friends that are on, like that are uh, really great musicians and songwriters and you know hit songwriters and and um, it's uh, my on my episode yesterday with Jason Christopher, who's been in Ministry, Prong, Sebastian Bach's band, oh my uh, uh, Stone Sour, and right now oh. he's in Corey Taylor's band. Jeez, so uh, I just I bring my friends on and have a great time. Then Wednesdays, uh, I do whatever you want Wednesdays. I have a list of like 160 songs that I know how to play. And if people want to throw a tip my way, I'll play whatever song they want for two hours. And I'm telling you what, it keeps my chops up. It keeps me engaged with my audience. It's helping me grow my audience when I can't be on the road. And I'll, I'm sure I'll just continue to do it even when I'm on tour because I could yeah. do it from my phone in a dressing room or in a, uh, a, a van or tour bus. And then I do a songwriting show. And this is really interesting. On Tuesdays, I do a songwriting show for the Codename Games channel. And Codename Games track with me here codename games puts out the game idle champions which is on steam yep. and playstation I know that and they license dungeons and dragons characters so in their game you know they've got dristy Worden, they've got uh you know uh strad von zarovich they've got tmf they've got all the famous characters that you know from like DD lore uh from For forgotten realms specifically so every week with a co-host I write a song with the audience about that character. Oh. So we'll be like, okay, this week we're, we're going to write a song about Tiamat, the dragon. What style should it be in? Um, I don't know. How about punk? All right. So it's just me sitting here with my acoustic guitar and, you know, we'll just be like, all right, you know, uh, Tiamat is a dragon that's this or that. And then the audience will like, will chime in. I'll, I'll pick a chord progression. We'll just start going. And in two hours, we have a completed song. Oh. I'm sorry. You pulled out your guitar and then put it away without playing a single thing. <laughs> what are you doing here, my friend? There, there you, you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just sort of wanted to give you a visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for the, no, understandable. For the podcast. Is this a visual podcast or just audio? It's audio. It's audio. <laughs> okay. But, but for me, I was like, yes, he's going to play something. Uh, and then you did. And I was like, I mean, I can if you want. I can do a whole song. But, but anyway, so now we're putting out an album's <laughs> worth of those songs. Oh, I just finished recording. And eight of them, we picked our favorite. We, we, today we did episode 26. And um, we picked our favorite eight. And those eight are going into the game now. As DLC content. Okay. Uh, well, hold on. Then, then let me jump into that. <clears throat> how? What is that like? To, not even what is that like? Just like, like, how do you feel about coming into it? So you weren't literally contracted for this. You wrote something. And it was something that was so good that it's like hey we need to take this and we're putting it in a dlc how does that feel <laughs> it feels great man it feels great i mean there's some stuff that i've got coming out in the next in the next couple of years that uh i i can't wait to tell people about and i'm under you know i'm under so many ndas at all the same time non-disclosure agreements that uh it's frustrating but uh yeah i i'm i'm truly thankful and and grateful that uh i've got this I get to do what I do, you know? Shoot. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
with how busy you are, do you ever just step back and be like, holy shit? <laughs> Sometimes, but I don't really have time to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, I got 10 minutes to reflect on my amazingness. <laughs> yeah. Right in your schedule. <laughs> At least five minutes a day. Uh, <laughs> um, man. Yeah, th- this was awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel pretty good, Johnny. I, I do think. too, but I am going to ask, would you willing... Uh, are you willing and can you because can you is uh, the more of the question because I know you'd have to sing save your voice uh, I know you might need to save your vocals but can you or would you want to play a song yeah why not oh he's yeah. playing he's got a that? different guitar I love it well because I, I let's do better late than never I just yeah. I, yes! I do that one on a guitar that's tuned down some uh can you start it to make sure that that Brian can get the right uh no it's good it's just one good? mic man oh, okay <laughs> And since I'm already, I'm already, uh, let me just tune this, this one really quick. Since I'm already set up in my space, I even have a reverb, a reverb pedal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because this is where you do your videos. Yeah. This is exactly where I do it. Yeah, my mic's like right there. Well, yeah, didn't you see him? Oh, nobody, nobody listening could see it. But when he started to do his, like the voiceover, like, oh, yeah, he stood up up a little bit. What kind of mic is it? It sounds great in there. What's that? What kind of mic? I'm nerding out again. Oh, it's a uh, it's by Lewitt, and it's a um, Lewitt 240 Pro. Oh. Those guys sponsor me. They make the best mics. I I, I use one of their mics when I'm on tour yeah, too. That I bring with me. So, um, yeah, it's close enough for horseshoes. So, <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Here, yeah. I'll back up a tiny bit. This is oh, better late ready. than never. New single by JCM. Better. <laughs> I'm in one look at my face, I'll tell you where I've been. Memories full of grief. One day soon I'll finally gonna carry this love till the day I die. Till my maker in the eye. To say, hey man, what you try to do? There's just one thing I've asked you. Give me a sign. Thank you. 
I leave this town It's hard to show my face now that you're not around But here I stand just trying to find a clue To the mystery of what happened to me and you Give me a sign My favorite episode i said it yep <laughs> we are literally drinking whiskey listening to this and i was like yep this is about the best it could get this is it yeah, yeah. awesome man i miss cool. live shows damn it i can't wait i hope that you got you do that festival i'll be there yeah i hope so too because you guys are on the east coast or, or yeah or you're, you're in nashville. We're in nashville. We're in nashville yeah mm-hmm. yeah so if you're in tennessee when you're doing this we will definitely be oh there. you better be there oh, oh we yeah. will we'll come, we'll come find you awesome. we'll be right at the front just screaming like women <laughs> he, he will anyway i will man okay let's uh man do you, do you want to your new album's coming out um march 26th, march 26th. uh wh- where can people look yeah. you up yeah give uh, us the, the them plugs yeah man jason charles miller.com of course and then i'm jason charles miller on all socials uh so it's just just type my name in your favorite social media and you'll find me yes yeah. uh two things i want to ask <clears throat> Unless, uh, Brian, is there anything else you'd like to ask before we wrap up? Because I have two things I'm going to ask. You want to? Okay, go for it. First, uh, you, you, we, we had a moment earlier where, where you, you spoke about it, but I'd like you to kind of, not even reiterate, but kind of give us your... So anybody listening, coming into music, or even coming into uh, voice acting or composing, you are doing so many things. What advice? Give I mean, it's the most generic uh, interview question, but it's one of my favorites to hear... Because yeah. everybody has different things, and I'd like it just for your uh, some of the last words that you want to say. What advice would you give to any uh, aspiring people out there? Well, yeah, I mean, I would say just stay. First of all, stay focused on what on what you're passionate about, and don't try to do any anything that you think um, would you know maybe this will work commercially for me today or whatever. Like just. If you if you stick to your principles on and you stick to the things that are inspiring you, people will notice. It'll take a long time. It will, it really will, but there's no shortcuts. I mean, unfortunately, we've grown up now. We have a whole generation who's grown up on the American Idol voice generation that think that you can win a singing contest and then you're old, and then you're you're famous immediately. Uh and, you know, what I think a lot of people have said, and I'm not saying anything new, but those shows are really, they're not about making the winners famous. They're about keeping the keeping the judges famous, right? Yeah. Those shows are all about the judges. So like throw that out the window because that, that, that's, don't, don't try to do any shortcuts to success. Stick to your guns, stick to who you, what you believe in and, uh, and, and really focus on that and your audience will find you. Love it. I, I love that. That's so good. Perfect. 
Uh, awesome. Well, we're gonna start moving to wrap up. Uh, yep. We're gonna hit yeah, our nice. plugs, but we have uh, we have a couple different sign offs. But uh, Jason, what I'd love to ask from you: Would you mind hey, in a minute? Give us uh-huh. your most, your best, or your favorite. You pick it. Your favorite voice as our uh, to, to do our sign off. Which sign off, Johnny? We have two. Uh, I think we. I think the best one is the uh, is the school one. School one. Yeah. Yes. Oh, will you please? So, that would be it. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the line, and then I'm gonna do our little wrap up. And would you mind doing it at the end of it? No, no. Sure. Let's do the wrap up after. Let's have him just record this, cause, cause I'd like, you know. To oh, and then you thing. can edit it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So okay. the wrap. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, the wrap up is is. So we have two different ones, and okay, actually, I'm gonna let you go. pick your favorite one. One is either. Uh, what what is it? Uh, tearing up. Tearing up. Tearing up them floors. Yeah. That's uh, no, I'm not gonna that's do no, that. One. That's no yeah. fun. No. Uh, you can't drink at school, but you can drink with us. Okay. Ready. You can't drink at school, but you can drink with us. Yes. Thank you, Jason. This has been amazing. Jason, thank you, you are, so much for joining us. Awesome. Honestly, truly inspiring, and you are yes, so much to take from this episode. You're incredible. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And when you come out here next time, we'll we'll come see you. We'll come find Let's you. Let's hang. All right. Deal. Absolutely. Have a good session. Yeah. Oh and yeah! Stay busy. Yeah, thank you for singing for us. Uh, by the way, even though you gotta, you gotta, I know you gotta record later, but I mean, honestly, that was absolutely phenomenal. So, um, oh, my pleasure. Absolutely, thank you. Cool man. But uh, Jason, appreciate till, you. Appreciate your time. time. Until uh, until okay. next. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you, man. See you later. Bye. <laughs> I'm a little like giddy. I know. My we're, God. We're a little gay about it. Gay isn't happy. Except Both. for Johnny. Both. <laughs> yeah, because I love Jason Charles Miller. Because I love him. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> that was awesome. I don't even know what to do with this. Like My, my brain is kind of just like. You know what? What's so great is that. Um, you know what? You could tell that guy was just a pro. Like He knew, he knew what to say. He. Mm-hmm. He, his his answers were great. He his advice was wonderful. So much. Like, I was saying because even to be fair to him, we don't ask. Well, we have a couple of like typical like interview questions, but we you know, but we have a lot of that are atypical. We have some that are really weird that are just like, hey, let's dive in. Let's ask you these things. And I mean, a part. I just. I don't think he was just like being robotic, or not even robotic. Uh, the word I'm looking for is like you know, you know when somebody's like prepared for an interview and you're like, oh, yeah. it's a script. I don't think so. He's so genuine. He's so himself, and that's well, that's his thing. Just so fucking awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that was wonderful. Um, so glad. Thank you to Jason Charles Miller. Yep. For being on this podcast. That was amazing, and um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't even words, know what to do. Bit. I don't know what to say. Let's, Shit. Let's just say, you know what? Thank we, you all for yeah. listening, and for those of you who are new to music and brews, please go back, listen to all our stuff. We have some great interviews. Yep. Uh, you know what's cool, Johnny? What we do is what, like we interview everybody across all parts of their career, and and in all careers, like we've interviewed people from. 
like in the industry, like management and and PR and yeah. uh, and and uh, as well as people who are just starting in music, people are are in getting it, getting more people, established. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, and people like James Charles Miller, who's who's had it twenty years in the industry doing stuff, and it's just so cool. So if you guys go back, you listen to some of these interviews, and just you know what, I actually find fascinating is all the similarities between them. They all kind of say the same sort of things. Uh, no matter where they're at in their career sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, um, it's just, it's just fun. And then, and then you could tell the, the progression and yeah. yeah. Uh, that was, but so thank you everyone. And, um, and, uh, yeah, Johnny, do you want to, want to pull the plugs? No. Or put in the plugs? No. Plug in the plugs? No. Okay. Well, thank Dude. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. Fuck you then. Uh, no. Uh, just to reiterate, like we really do have a lot of people that. I mean, especially lately, like we've been we've been doing a lot of amazing interviews, and honestly, I it is definitely something I recommend everybody just go back because, like, I'm not even trying to even speak to the fact that we you know we would love for you to listen and we want we want that that kind of traffic and activity as well as to be able to have you guys as fans but to be frank um every single person we interview brings something to the table that is just new unique and i'll uh, even say one of our earliest interviews with mark yep I still to this day remember some of the stuff he said that it, it it shit that was like two years ago yeah, three years actually. I think that was like our third interview, yeah. maybe. And and yeah, even that. I... I remember the Daniel one that we wrote like we recorded four years ago, and we sat on it for like a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, so seriously, every every episode has has so many great things. And then, man, if you don't want to learn anything, just listen to me and Johnny talk about a top ten list. I, we still teach there. We're 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 smart. That's true. We're smart. But depends how many drinks in we are. Yeah, that is true. And then we're just yelling. And then we're just screaming and yelling. If you want to Speaking laugh, listen drinks, to those. This is Music and Brews. We didn't get to talk about it. Uh, Jason had to save his voice. He wasn't drinking, but we're drinking. Johnny, you brought a great whiskey. What is that? I was going to say, I don't really want to talk about my, my actual drink, but the whiskey we are drinking is Larceny. Ah, one of my I favorites. I love Larceny. Um, from Heaven Hill Distillery phenomenal one uh there's a huge story behind it to be perfectly frank i'm gonna butcher it if i try to talk about it because there's a lot of story behind it in terms of what the name is as well as the creation of it but it is one of my favorites with heaven hill nice my uh beer that i got is fun because it's musician related it's called session player Session Player. yeah it's a session ipa at a yeah blackstone yeah it's fun because and i like the can i might keep this in the room it has like a guitar and a some pedals and a snare drum Fun and a fact, microphone they're uh they're uh it's really the, cool. um, the handle for the kegs yeah. or is a guitar player is a guitar part of me is it session player for this session player yep session ipa uh what genius as soon as i saw session player i was like session ipa it's a good one yeah, it's, it's light refreshing yeah and easy to drink i like it well as a session should be but it's it's good yeah that this is fun. Um I like this beer. So uh you know, Blackstone in Nashville, here in Nashville. Absolutely. Um <clears throat> all right, now do the plugs. 
<sighs> Plugs. Uh, guys, um, seriously, we are revamping everything. We are ready yeah. to rock. New website. Um, yeah, me and Brian just literally last night uh, had a, a huge website meeting. We're starting. We're getting that built out. We're starting a new podcast soon as well and working with others. Um, we are pumped and excited. But honestly, this is all thanks to you guys. I mean, like we we see the traction and, and, and everybody jumping on to listen on the on this podcast. Uh, but you know what helped? Just literally, you know, move, move, move on over to the uh, Instagrams and then Facebooks. And yeah. That helped like a us, lot. Message us. Um, and you know what? The, our new website is going to be a little more interactive. You know, we're going to do more uh, like blog posts and and uh, and sample music, merch, and merch. So so we're really expanding on that because right now you go to our site and you're just like, cool. And it's a get, site. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's this, a, oh, this describes what this is. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, we're working with professionals now because, as you all know, me and Johnny. Are not professionals. We are not professionals. We are talking <laughs> to a lot of people that I'm like, we shouldn't be talking to these people, but fuck it, we are. Yeah, for example, in our professional meeting, uh, the first thing Johnny says is, what the fuck are you doing, Brian? <laughs> did I really? Yeah, something like that. I was because so she pointed tired. out. Oh, I did drop an F-bomb right away. Yeah, because she yeah. pointed out, I like how the first thing you said was an F-bomb. <laughs> and, I was, and I went, did I? <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Uh, yep. We are very professional. You know what? I think I think I just we're genuine. Yeah, yeah. Like Jason Charles Miller said, just be you. Do what you do. See how I brought it back. You did, but now what if that person is a serial killer? <laughs> be you. <laughs> be you. Kill that person. Brian and Johnny told me to be myself, <laughs> and who I am is a killer. All right, my friends. Um, I'm not gonna do the sign off because. We had the perfect sign off, and I'm sure you're gonna edit it over and back too, right? I don't know. I don't give a shit if he does it twice. He's gonna say it then <laughs> and edit it over. Fuck it, because he, he's doing it twice. Jason Charles Miller, sign us off. You can't drink at school, but you can drink with us. Cheers. <laughs>